0: I hope to inspire you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Awesome. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fully Free Podcast. Today is a very special episode because... I am interviewing Stevie Wright, this amazing woman who I'm so excited to introduce you to. And this is only my second interview, and so practicing my interview skills, so be easy with me, but I had to have Stevie Wright on. She is a certified self-love coach, personal development junkie, healer, coffee lover, love that part. (laughs) And she has spent the last several years working on herself to go from disconnected Playing small, not feeling good enough, to free, empowered, and self loving. Stevie realized that she wanted to help women do the same. And now she does high level coaching for groups and individuals. And she specializes in helping women heal their anxiety and unworthiness issues. I love this. She also hosts transformational women's retreats. And her mission is to help women break free from the constant anxiety, own their power, and step into self love and freedom. I am so excited to have you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Awesome. So when you reached out, I just, like I said, I've only had one other person on here who I've interviewed and she was a client. And so I just know I knew her so well. So I don't know you as well, but I just know that this conversation about anxiety and self-worth and gosh, all of that type of stuff is just so important. It's been such a big part of my journey. And I, I always tell people like having this type of business, a coaching business is one of the hardest because you're putting yourself out there in front of everyone (laughs) and working on your worthiness and self-love is like so key to be able to do that. So anyway, I'm so excited. Um, I would love to hear a little bit about, you know, your journey. Like, why is this what you do? What led you to do this work?
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, first of all, Taylor, for having me on the show. I'm honored that I'm your second guest. It's so (laughs) like big pressure. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. My name is Stevie Wright. I, as my bio said, I I specialize in helping women heal their anxiety. And that, uh, you know, that mission for me really started from a place of, dealing with my own anxiety. And I think that's why so many coaches get into this work in general is because they have a pain point and they were able to get on the other side of it in some way. Um, And I, just to give you like four years in a couple of minutes, (laughs) um, I started doing health coaching and that stemmed from, I I was just like in a total core life crisis, Um, early twenties, having no idea what to do with my life. Having no idea what my next step was. and I just I, I realized, I mean, I've told this this story on on many a podcast, but I'll tell it again because I think it's it was a pivotal moment for me. But there was this one night where I had gotten home from my retail job and was sitting on the couch watching I think it was like New girl or Mindy Project or something, and mm-hmm. like wrist deep in an ice cream carton, and was just like, there is no way that this is all that I have to like offer to the world, you know, working this dead end joint and, you know, treating my body like shit and treating myself like shit. There's just no way that this is what all I have to offer. And so that was kind of a, a moment for me, a pivotal moment for me. And I didn't know exactly what the change was going to be, but I knew that, um, I had to start with just my health and, and it wasn't a place of weight loss or anything like that. It was a place of really wanting to feel by, by, you know, the vitality and, and strength. And so I got my health in shape over the next six months. And at one point realized, Hey, like I'm good at inspiring people. I'm good at like being there for people and, and rooting people on. And I know a little thing or two about health. Cause, um, you know, I've been on this, this healing journey. Why don't I be a health coach? And so you know just moving th- through the, through along through the story I became a health coach um, started seeing clients doing six month programs enjoyed it was doing nutrition and lifestyle stuff but what was happening was that my girls would come to me and you know one month two months in they're starting to tell me really deep issues like really old wounding trauma and Taylor like I just didn't know how to help them I was not qualified to help them yeah. and, and I, you know, I could give you all the recipes in the world and that's not going to heal your heart. And during this time, I was still struggling with my own anxiety, unworthiness, lack of self-esteem, things like that. And so I was like, hold on a second. If I'm really going to make a change here, I first have to do healing work on myself, figure out where my own self-love issues are coming from, why, why I'm struggling. And I stopped coaching. I stopped health coaching. I had to get a job, which was like a blow to my ego had to get a job, uh, found a program that completely changed my life. Like really I got, I came to terms with my own worthiness issues, my own self-love, you know, all these, my own anxiety, all these things that I've, um, you know, chatting about and was really able to figure out how to facilitate a transformative experience for someone else. Um, and so through doing that work, Totally, kind of rebranded everything. Got out of health stuff, and now I'm doing this this self love and the anxiety and the unworthiness stuff. So that's like four years in a couple, of- <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's where it stems from. Um, and I think now the work that I'm doing is so aligned and so fulfilling because I'm helping people make really sustainable, lasting change. You know, it's. Yeah. It's never about, you know, the anxiety isn't the issue. It's what's underneath the anxiety. The food is never the issue. It's what's underneath the food. You know, the the unworthiness, it's like, it's all the the deeper rooted stuff that's going to make real change.
0: Oh my gosh. I, I love that you shared that because it's really cool to hear that you took the time to work on yourself first. Yeah. You know, versus just try to dive straight into this type of stuff. You did the work on yourself first. You healed yourself first, and um, you did. Ha- it sounds like you did have to step away from some stu- some stuff that you you did love and enjoy doing, but you really made this the priority. And I think that just says a lot about how much you really care about the work that you do. So I really admire that. Thank you. I and think- oh, I was just gonna say, I feel like that's so important for people because I know that. I mean, I work with a lot of other. Coaches of all types, but I work with a lot of coaches who do other types of business coaching, marketing coaching, money coaching, and they are so caught up in their business and keeping up with their results and stuff like that, that when things like this come up, it's so tempting to just like put it to the side, but I... I'm totally with you like it has to be a priority you've got to work on yourself and I know like the healing work I've done on this type of stuff has been so powerful and I'm sure there's more to do but um yeah we have to be willing to put our focus elsewhere besides just like the money <laughs> and the numbers and the success yeah. you know and really work on ourselves
1: and I think that like the the best coaches are ones who really embody the work mm-hmm. and don't kind of take their coach off coach hat off at the end of the day, meaning like they just really embody and integrate that the work, the work that they're preaching. And I, you know, I love my clients, but I have to tell you, like, I am my biggest priority, my healing, my health, my mindset, you know, my mental health is my biggest priority because then I know that when I'm aligned, I can really facilitate, you know, results for my clients. And if I'm, if i'm trying to come from a place of you know trying to get results for my own ego trying to get results for my own worth trying to get results that i can you know have the awesome testimonial it's gonna like i just feel like i'm every single time i'm going to come up empty because it's not really feeding my soul
0: it's so true oh my gosh so I know that there's going to be some people listening to this who are literally in that place. Exactly what you just said. Like they are trying to like hit the next number, the next level, the next financial status, like probably hustling, obsessing over it, success, ambition, like being a badass, but underneath of it all, they're feeling really anxious, like all the time. (laughs) And it's, it's really getting hard for them to keep up with because it's, it's just like, it's affecting all of it, but it's, what is your advice for somebody going through that, who they know that it's stressing them out. They're thinking of it as like, I find my clients think of it as like, Oh, I'm worrying about it because I have to worry about the money. I have to worry about like keeping up. I have to worry about this working. Like that's the responsible thing. But I mean, it's really turning into like, Anxiety and affecting the other areas of their life. You know what I mean? Like, what what are like the first steps when somebody can recognize that right now? Like, what do you have to say to that person?
1: Yeah. So when I'm working with a client who's really in like hustle, grind, achieve, do, go, go, go mode. Yeah. It, I want to help them understand like what that's stemming from first. Like, what's the what's the rush? Essentially, what's the what's the hurry? And there's always, there's this, this, you know, you said it, you said it best, like that, that feeling of trying to get there, trying to get to the next level. And and so then we ask like, okay, what happens when you're at the next level? Well, then I can have more money, then I can get the house then I can have this. Then, okay. And what if, what does that mean when you have the money and the house and the things and the things? Well, then I can, and it's, and that's kind of where people trail off and be like, well, that's when, and it's, they can't quite put words to it, but Mm -hmm intuitively, I think what's happening here when you're in hustle grind achieve mode is I'm not worthy unless ABC. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy unless I have the money. I'm not worthy unless I have the thing. I'm not worthy unless I have the accolades. And here's the thing, like Taylor, like we absolutely can have the money and the house and the things and the accolades and a thriving business 1000%, but it's the intention What's the intention behind it? Because if your intention is to prove your worth, it's always going to feel, it's just always going to, you're always going to feel that anxiousness because well, first of all, you can't prove your worth. Your worth is given to you the moment you're born. Your worth is bestowed upon you just for being born. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to prove it. You don't have to be anything. You don't have to achieve anything. It's just you. So it's, we're always going to have that underlying anxiety and fear when We're trying to prove our worth through our work or through other means. So I think, yes, we can still have beautiful businesses, thriving businesses, and make huge impact. But we just want to ask ourselves, what's the intention coming from? And if the intention is coming from needing to prove my worth, that's where we take a second look and say, whoa, 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 slow down a moment. Let's take a second. Where did this come from? Why do I feel like I need to prove my worth? okay, well, maybe that's how I proved my worth to my parents. That's how I received love from my parents. You know, one more, if I got, if I got the award, I got lots of praise. If I got good grades, I got so much love. I got the attention. If I was a good girl, I was awarded for that. If I got, you know, if it's always about like with my clients, I, You know, sometimes we go into old wounding and trauma, and that's a big part of it. But sometimes my clients are like, you know, I had a really happy childhood. Like, I don't have a lot of trauma. What, why am I still struggling with this? And I always ask those people, great, you know, first of all, great. We're not trying to make something that's not there, but ask yourself, how did I receive love from my parents? How did I receive praise? Did I receive praise from getting good grades, from being a good girl, from from, um, doing more from winning, from getting an award. That's probably if we, if we, if that's the way we receive love from our parents and from our family, we metabolize that as, Oh, my worth is in what I do. It's not just innate. And then we bring that into adulthood and we still try to receive love in that
0: same way. Yeah. Is this, does that make sense? It makes total sense. And I love what you started saying about, um, your worthiness being innate and us being born with it because a conversation I have all the time (laughs) with people and all of this stuff is of course the exact same stuff I went through. So I just resonate with it so much, but I am having this conversation all the time with students and clients and people in my audience where, you know, when we're trying to sell our services, we're making it part of our job is to like and share what we're good at and share testimonials and stand out and all this stuff. But I find it so interesting how a client who maybe has something else take priority, whether that's like working on themselves or something happens in their family, or maybe it was just a crazy month and eventually they're going to learn something huge from it. We've all had those, but it's like immediately they start to wonder like, am I really not good enough for this? Am I really not good at it? Am I a terrible coach? Am I never going to get back there? Like they're really basing their worth off of their results. Yeah. Especially financial. If they hit their average income that month, if they grew that month, if they signed clients that month, if their launch flopped or not. I mean, I'm having this conversation all the time. So, I would love to hear you expand a little bit more on that and how we really need to be defining our worth cuz I mean, <laughs> I'm doing amazing in my business, but I I realized a long time ago if I were to just base my worth off of like my income being consistent or always growing or every launch going super well, I would be all over the place (laughs) because it's always different and there's always stuff going on that I get to learn from and grow from. So I just think this is such an important thing for us to address. So where, where should our worthiness be coming from?
1: You know, I don't know if it, I I don't know if it comes from anywhere. Mm -hmm. I think it's again, it's that like whatever you relate with, whether that's God, universe, source, oneness, energy, whatever word or, or, you know, kind of phrase resonates with you. I, I truly believe that we, we come to the planet as perfectly worthy souls, perfectly worthy, perfectly unbroken, perfectly whole. And it's this, it's this, big joke. Like the human experience is this like (laughs) joke (laughs) where we have to, where we have to come back to the remembering of who we are. You know, the, a baby doesn't think that they're unworthy. You know, a baby, like the moment they're born doesn't think that they're, that they have to prove themselves. They just are. And so if you can get behind and it, it, of course, there's some deep work that goes with it. But if you can get behind that, my I don't have to do anything to be worthy. I don't have to prove myself to... I don't have to prove my worth or or um, anything of that nature. Then you can start in, in meditation, in stillness, in breath work, in silence, in journaling, and all these different tools that we have. Then, Then from that place, then you can start shifting how you are how you behave in your everyday life, because you know, my worth is innate. My worth is God given. It's, it's given to me the moment I'm born. I don't have to do anything for it. And if you can tap into that abundance, that's already within you, then you even will start um, running your business differently clients will become easier. Money will attract quicker. But, you know, growth does happen. and Scaling does happen faster because you're so, you already know you're unbroken and you're whole, and there's nothing that's separate from you. And then it just becomes fun. You know, like what if, what if you, I, I tell us my clients all the time, like, what if you were to get to a point where you are the entire Sunday, everything else is the cherry. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything else is value added. So, um, yeah. And I think that, I think that comes from a lot of inner child work. I think that comes from a lot of processing, you know, old, old stories that we've been perpetuating and disproving like old, old stories that we've held on to for so long. Um, a lot of it is just a lot of it, Taylor, I think is just identity. You know, I, I've, I have the identity of being an unworthy person, or I have an identity of being blank and the ego loves identity so much. So we hold on to it for dear life, but there's actually so much more. It's just we have to step into it.
0: I love that. Um I think redefining slash reconnecting with who we really are, redefining that identity we're living in that is very conditioned is so powerful and important. Um, one of the programs I'm running right now, we do a little bit of work on that just simply observing (laughs) the identities we're living in and where they came from. But what I, I know that that resonates with a lot of people. They can easily look back and be like, yeah, that comes from so-and-so that comes from that experience that comes from that thing when I was a kid, like, what is a good, if someone can do that and then they're like, but now what, why does it feel so hard to like step into who I want to be? or who Mm -hmm. I really am showcase who I really am. Like what is a good starting point for somebody who's in that, that place? Yeah, I would
1: say, I would say inner child work. Um, and the reason I say that is because it is such a profoundly helpful and impactful tool have in your back pocket. Um, I feel like most of your audience, you know, are entrepreneurs and coaches and I feel like, you know, know what that, know what that is. But for anyone who doesn't know what that is, inner child is essentially the idea of it's, it's the version of us that has taken on all the wounding from our childhood. So it's the three-year-old version of us, the five-year-old, the seven-year-old, the 16-year-old version of us. The version of us that has taken on all the wounding, all the bullshit, all the trauma, all the stories that are not really our own. They're our parents or our grandparents or whatever. And we've taken that on as us. And so in our child work, what it does is you're able to connect to, like, say, your five-year-old self. And I, I, I do like a lot of medita- meditation with my clients where I'll have them visualize their five-year-old selves. What are they wearing? What are they doing? Um, what's their demeanor? Are they happy? Are they sad? What's, what's going on around them? And I'll ask them, what is it that you could have, your five-year-old, what could you have really used as a little girl? What did you really need to hear? What support did you need? Did you, need, did you just need some love? Did you need to be told it was all going to be okay? Did you need to be told that I love you no matter what, you don't have to do anything? Like what, what is it that you needed and identifying that and then now giving it to yourself, becoming the good parent and parenting in yourself in the way that maybe you didn't get as a kid.
0: Mm, So good because It just makes me think like naturally, I mean, maybe naturally is not the right word, but normally we are like so mean to ourselves. And I'll, I'll ask clients, like they'll go on and on and on and on about just like not, not being very nice to themselves. And it's like, would you go tell your biz bestie or your sister or who would you tell them this stuff about them? Like, would you be this mean to them? And they're like, Oh my God, no way. <laughs> but we, we're so oh, hard. We're ourselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so just, just asking, just asking like remembering how cute you were and how funny and playful and sweet you were or sassy you were and just kind of really connecting to that little girl. And here's, what's crazy about inner child work, Taylor, is that, we, you know, we have the inner child and we have the evolved woman. So let me, let's just use my example. My evolved woman who's been doing the personal development work and doing this healing work, she's about four years old. She's a four year old, she's still very young. My inner child who has all the wounding and all the crap, she's 27, <laughs> she's way older, she's been around way longer. And if I'm not connected with her, she is throwing an internal tantrum. And it is going to be trigger city if I'm not meeting her needs and connecting with her because she's so much more, um, not evolved, but she's so much, uh, she's been around longer. Yeah. So it's just, it's a really, really helpful tool that, um, that's been life-changing for me and and for my clients as well.
0: Do you say this because the four-year-old, the evolved woman is the one that has less of the like conditioning
1: on her? Uh, Wait, sorry. Can you ask that question again? I don't, I'm confused.
0: (laughs) Do you, like the evolved woman is the younger one because she has experienced less of that, like trauma or conditioning or. Well, Well, the evolved woman is the younger one because she's been doing, she's been around for a lot, for less
1: time. Yeah. The part of me that's been working on my heart and healing and doing personal development is only four years old, so it's still pretty new. Mm. But all this, all the stories that I have as that I took on as a little girl, those are so concrete. They've been around for twenty seven years, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it takes you know that extra layer of presence and awareness and commitment to choosing the evolved woman and being like, wait a second, all the protectors that I de- that I developed as. A little kid, they're no longer serving me. You know, the perfectionist, the um, the overachiever, the all the 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 avoider, all these kinds of protectors that that really served me and did me a solid as a little girl, now they're just holding me back. Mm-hmm. And so it's my up to me as the evolved woman to be like, you know what, I know you really want to avoid right now. I know you really want to disconnect and shut down. I know you really want to do this perfectly, but you don't have to. I've got you. I can take it from here. I have the tools now. I can support you. But we can't do that if we're disconnected from our inner children.
0: I love that. I would love to hear from you. I, I feel like for me, a huge realization doing some of this work has just been that I have a lot more of the answers and like... <laughs> guidance just internally than I thought. Like I spent so long seeking to be like the people that were super successful or getting the answers from everyone else. And as I really learned who I actually am and learned to love myself and and kind of actually slow down, it's like, oh wow, I have so many more answers inside of me than I thought. Um, But I would love to hear what you feel like, like obviously you've dove into this work so deep, like what have been the biggest differences in your life, business, whatever you feel called to share that have come from doing this type of work. That way people can really see like what it can be like on the other side of doing this work. Yeah. I love this question. And I've actually,
1: this is so cool because I've never been asked that question (laughs) and I think it's a really beautiful one. So I think that the main thing I've noticed in myself in my life from doing this kind of internal work is that there's a lot less struggle in my life. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, was I ever, and it's still, it's still, it's still present sometimes, but oh my God, was I ever addicted to struggle? Mm. was, Was I ever addicted to making things hard and finding the fear and finding the, like, you know, finding the struggle just in every situation. And I think that the struggle is so, um, comfortable for us, even though it's so uncomfortable, it's so known that we'd rather just be in struggle and pushing and forcing and fighting rather than surrender. And if there's one thing I've noticed, it's that my life is, is so like, it's not, I don't want to be like, my life is so easy and everything's great. Cause it's not that it's just that I can tap into ease much quicker you know, I can feel myself when I'm going into struggle for no reason. I can feel when I'm just fighting and making things harder on myself because it's, it's cozy and comfy rather than trusting that I know best and that the universe has me. So that has been a huge, a huge, um, noticeable shift just internally for me. Um, what else, I mean, as far as my business, I think doing the worthiness work has really allowed me to charge premium rates. It's allowed me to step into knowing that I, I can, I'm worthy of money, you know, and here's what blows my mind about this is that I think money is love. I really, really do. And I think that I struggled so long financially because I didn't, it was scary for me to let love into my heart. Wow. And because I was scared to let love into my heart, I was, I was scared to let money into my heart because I think they're totally one and the same. And if I'm scared to let love into my heart, then of course, I'm not going to allow myself to let it be good, to let it get juicy. You know, of course, I'm not going to let myself experience a juicy life because it's, it's too scary for me. One of the, I had a, um, this is maybe like seven months ago, I had a profound download and this is pretty personal, but um, I think it's important to share. Um, I had a, this profound realization that I don't let myself fully live. I don't let myself fully let, you know, let things be good and juicy because I'm so scared of disappointment from my own abandonment issues as a little girl. I'm so scared of feeling the disappointment of things not working out that I would rather just be in struggle. I would rather just be in, um, I would rather just not let it be good than actually let it get good. Yeah. And and I was like, Holy shit. Like I don't let myself fully live. And it was in that moment that I, it's not, it's, it's, I don't think it's the, the answer is not, just, it's all going to work out. It's all going to be great. It's all going to be awesome. hundred percent of the time. Cause it's not, I think the shift for me that I had to kind of tap into was disappointment is okay. I can handle disappointment. It's part of life. It's part of the circle of life. And I'm going to have, I'm going to be disappointed and it's going to be great again. And then maybe something won't work out, but it opens another door. But if I'm always scared of feeling that disappointment, that letdown, then I'm always going to be living a mediocre life and I'm just not willing to live a mediocre life. So I, yeah, so I just wanted to share that because I thought it was, it was really helpful for me.
0: That's so powerful. And this is stuff I am seeing in people <laughs> all the time. I'm sure you too, but so many things you said, I like just... I mean, I wrote down struggle, trust, Mm -hmm. self-worth for higher rates, disappointment. I mean, wow. I have these conversations coming up all the time with people and just that I observe it in clients and and whatnot. And I have like a a million things I could ask you right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Gosh, this disappointment thing though is huge. And I wonder if you'll get what I, what I'm saying here, but one thing I've observed a lot is people, they are setting goals, they are going for what they want, kind of, but they're expecting the disappointment. And then they're not getting what they want. They're not hitting the goal, obviously, because they're expecting the disappointment anyway. And then they're like, but I'm so tired of being disappointed. Like I'm used to it. I know I'll be okay, but I'm tired of it. But I think it's definitely that thing you're talking about of like being addicted or trapped in the struggle. Yeah, totally. So I think the shift then could
1: be expecting the absolute best, expecting and Mm -hmm. expecting the absolute best, expecting what you want to happen and being detached from the outcome. I think like the greatest, the greatest, you know, contributor to suffering is attachment. And so we attach ourselves to an idea of how things are supposed to go. And then if they don't go just so, or like in the process of the thing happening, we're just like suffering and, and forcing and trying to make it happen just so, or like holding on for dear life. But I think, you know, expecting the best and being okay with whatever outcome there is. And some, one of my friends said, um, you know, this or something better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think sometimes we will do this thing where it's like, well, I'm just going to expect or, you know, assume that the worst would happen or, or I won't hit the goal or whatever it is, whatever we're talking about. And then that way, when it doesn't, I don't have to be disappointed, but really we just experience the disappointment prolonged, (laughs) even though we're trying to protect ourselves from it. Whereas what you're saying where it's like, let yourself expect the best, even if it doesn't happen. Well, at least then you only had to experience the disappointment at the end, not the whole time, <laughs> not the whole journey.
1: Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think too, by expecting disappointment and being like, well, I knew that was going to happen anyways. I'm just expecting the worst that it's a cop-out, right? It's yeah. you're, you're allowing yourself to continue to play small. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're, you're allowing yourself to, not take responsibility to not show up because it's already not going to work out. So why, why even, why even do the thing, right? It's just, it's one more way that we try to keep ourselves small. Whereas if I were to actually expect the absolute best and be okay with whatever outcome, then I really show up. I do the work. I stay in alignment. I serve from a place of love rather than fear.
0: And it's a completely different paradigm, you know? Totally. I love that. Um, I know when I've looked at this similar topic and viewpoint, it's like I can immediately feel and see and know like how I would be doing things differently if I was in deeper trust or if I was expecting it to go well. And I teach a lot of content stuff and we do work a lot on getting, you know, getting to know yourself and and your worthiness and who you really are and stuff like that and self-love. Because when you're feeling more confident and you actually know yourself and you're not worried about your results not being good enough, your content shifts on its own. It's not about following a prompt or a um, script or a plug and play template. (laughs) Like the words will come to you much differently than if you're in scarcity, fear, doubt, hating on yourself. And I think it's the same thing with this. Like if you can expect the best and imagine that happening and like imagine who you are if you were expecting the best, the you'll see that you would be taking totally different actions in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it, I mean, it it gives you a lot of this, like sh- the strategic answers we're all searching for <laughs> in a much easier way, I, I find. <laughs> yeah. I think you're exactly right. I think you're exactly right, Taylor. That's so huge. I love this. Um, and I love to, like, I just want to reiterate this for people, like what you said about you know, working on your self-worth really allowed you to charge higher rates. Um, because I mean, I know I've seen it with clients, like I have all the strategies (laughs) and for some people it clicks really quick because they've done this part of the work. And for some people it's like, it doesn't, you can have the golden strategy. Like, I'm like, trust me, you have the strategy, I promise you, but it's, it's this stuff that, that stops. I always have conversations about, you know, when our self-worth is low or we're not confident, we often feel kind of out of integrity, even though we're really not. Um, and that blocks clients, but I would love to hear you talk a little bit about that. Um, because he, I get the question all the time, like, can I make good money? Can I, can I work with high end clients? Can I even charge more than $20 because I'm not a business coach? And you know, you are just doing amazing things. I mean, you have this beautiful following you're posting, you have people looking up to you, like just doing all this incredible work. Um, and I don't know all the details, but you're obviously doing it not as a business coach doing the work you really love and are passionate about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's thank yeah. you. For that. Um, so I believe that mental health and personal development and healing work is so vital, so vital to everyone. And I think we're in a society where we are anxious, depressed, scared, angry, you know, this, that, and the other on tons of medications and hurting and people are suffering when they don't have to. And You know, one of my mentors, I I love she says this all the time. She says, I have such a low tolerance for human suffering. And I love that. And I've really taken that on as my mission as well, of just why why would people have to suffer when they don't need to? And light workers, healers, whatever you want to call us, you know, people who are doing, you know, deep inner work and helping other people do deep inner work, it's needed you know it's valuable and you know just as much as business coaching like i business coaching is great too i'm just saying like if for for those people who are listening who are like can i even charge more than $20 like babe you we, we need you yeah. we need you we need you to show up we need you to be in your power there are too many people hurting to not to to stay small and so to, you know to answer the money question i absolutely believe that i can do good work and make great money fantastic money, money out the ears. I absolutely believe that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And um, I'm helping people. I'm not, I'm not healing anyone. I really want to make that clear. Like I don't, people heal themselves. I just facilitate, but I'm helping people change their lives forever. You know, I'm helping people really make transformative shifts. And I think that's worthy of a high price. Um and I just know what I've spent on my own growth and healing and my life is completely the same had I not done these different avenues of of work and and of and of healing and programs and, and coaches and mentors and different things. So I think it's um I think we're needed and I think we can absolutely make great money doing it.
0: I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's going to speak to a lot of people who are outside of the business coaching world, you know, and want to do work that feels like healing to them and it's just so impactful to them. And I, when I get that question, like from from my clients, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, your work is so beautiful and impactful. Like, we need you. Your work, like, I'm like, your work's more important than mine. Like, go. And I always tell my my clients and my audience, like, Actually I feel like I should tell them this them this more I really remind myself of this a lot like I am helping people get this work out into the world you know yeah not because I think marketing is the most important thing in the world I don't I think this stuff is so important so if I can help people market it better and clearer and be more confident with it and reach more people with it like then I feel like I'm making a huge impact plus watch their lives improve and they get to make more money and make Mm-hmm. Amazing experiences and memories for themselves, of course. But anyway, I think it's so helpful for them to hear from somebody who is not a business coach <laughs> to tell them this.
1: So thank yes. you. Yeah. Yes, and yes to all the things. I yeah. really, I really don't believe in limitations. I think our lives are meant to be fun and juicy and full and whatever we want them to be. So yeah, yes to all of it. Um, I really don't think that there's. The only limits that we have are the ones we put on ourselves.
0: So true. I love it. Wow. I'm so happy to have you on here. I feel like we could talk for hours about this kind of stuff. I mean, people just need this work so much. So I would love, um, for you to just share where people can come follow you, find you, maybe get some resources from you. And also like, I know we said your bio in the beginning, but, I just feel called to ask you to kind of share, like, who this work is for, who you are taking a stand for. That way, the person listening knows that they should go follow yeah. you, get in your world, which I think everyone listening should.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. yeah. So I'm on Instagram a lot, um, Stevie L Wright underscore. My website is stevie steviewright stevie co. Uh, I have a beautiful free five day Club transformation challenge that people lose their minds over those <laughs> <So laughs> five days of, uh, emails with videos and, and homework and a really a beautiful way to deepen your practice in just a week. Um, so that's a free resource that people love. I also have an incredible anxiety masterclass. It's all about how to deal, heal and transform your anxiety. It's the best thing I've ever created. The testimonials are bonkers. Um, and that's only $97. So, um, actually, no, I lied. That's 90, 90- Seven dollars for this Black Friday sale we're doing, but it's actually one forty-seven usually. Still, super, super affordable. Um, and this is—I mean, my work is for the woman who is struggling with connecting with herself, for the woman who struggles with anxiety, for the woman who believes she's not good enough, for the woman who wants to own her, own her body, own her confidence, walk into a room and own herself, and really stop letting the fears of what people think about her, weigh her down, stop, you know, seeking validation in others and really just be in her queendom.
0: Beautiful. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us today. I know it's going to speak to a lot of people and I just think it was the perfect, um, it, it definitely was like a gap that needed to be filled and a conversation that needed to be had. So I'm so thankful that we got to have it.
1: Thank you so much, Taylor. I really, really appreciate being on.
0: Awesome. Okay. You guys, listeners, thank you so much, um, for listening and definitely go follow Stevie. And if you did love the episode, you can always tag us on Instagram stories or wherever you want to share this, but regardless, definitely follow Stevie. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye wow. guys. See ya. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. But before you go, if this helped you find clarity, feel motivated, or learn something new, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a five star review on this podcast? It would mean the absolute world to me as this podcast is still really new and it would help other badasses just like you find this show. And that is the most amazing thing I could ever ask for. So thank you in advance for leaving that five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye guys.